This morning, I would like to title my sermon as Miracles Do Happen. Can you say that with me? Miracles do happen. So we are focusing on Mark chapter 6. So if you have your Bibles, you can open, uh, you know, you can have put a placeholder there in Mark uh, chapter 6. So before we really get into the sermon, I would like to give an introduction to Mark chapter 6. In fact, in Mark chapter 5, if you can follow with me, Mark chapter 5, Mark is, you know, reporting what Jesus was performing as he was ministering to the people and to the multitude. In Mark chapter 5, we see amazing miracles happening as Jesus was ministering to the crowd. You know, Jesus entered in the, into the country of the gatherings and we see a man who was demon-possessed and he came running, receiving Jesus into his land and Jesus healed him. If you remember that story. And Jesus was on the way to Jairus, uh, you know, the synagogue, the ruler of the synagogue, because his daughter was dying. And as Jesus was moving forward to meet him in his house, and there was another miracle that took place. You remember, and a woman with an issue of blood, she came running and he, she touched the hem of the garment of Lord Jesus. And she was instantly healed. And by the time that healing took place, the, you know, the people from the Jairus house, they came and told that girl already died. Do not disturb the master. Do not trouble the master. But Jesus went. And he went and revived that child. You know, what a blessing. You know, a blessed chapter, Mark chapter 6 is. Mark chapter 5 presents such a beautiful picture of healing and deliverance that Jesus performed when he was living on the face of this earth. Now, when it comes to Mark chapter 6, we see... Jesus started facing challenges. Can you say challenges? You know, we don't like challenges actually. We want the life to go smooth. We want the life today to be like yesterday, was supposed to be like yesterday, how it was peaceful. And we want the tomorrows to be like today. You know, we want to, we want to live in peace. But Jesus, when he entered, you know, uh, after ministering uh, to the people with all those miracles, now when it comes to Mark chapter 6, we see Jesus starting, started facing challenges. Challenges are always on our way. Amen? How many of you can witness? We all know. Always challenges are there. We can never have a life without challenge. Dealing with the difficult situation has become part of our life. Anything you try to do, and there is always a hindrance. Things won't go easy. Always there is a challenge, one after the other. You know, many times we are bombarded with the different problems from multi-direction. Have you experienced that any time? Not just one at a time. There are many issues happening in the same time. I want you to imagine the trouble that you are going through in your life. Amen? I want you to imagine the, the, the difficult moments that you are facing, the challenges you are facing in your life. One after the other, many times, many troubles really fall over our lives. You know, sometimes we think that, you know, we just got one issue resolved now. Now, when you think about one issue getting resolved, there is another issue that is on the way. Before that one particular thing gets over, you hit another issue and then, you know, you wonder, what can I do? You know, you thought probably this is the time I can focus on my work. This is the time I can focus on my studies because I just somehow I dealt with this particular problem and we thought, you know, you just take a fresh breath and you want to move forward and that's the time you are hit with another issue. It really doesn't matter who we are. All are going through troubles. 
all are going through difficulties. It may be health issue. It may be a financial burden that we handle with. It may be the loss of dear ones. It may be kind of unemployment issues that we are dealing with, not having the right job, not jo having the right job according to our profession. You know, most of us, when we land in this nation, we end up in doing whatever we get in our hands because we, it's a, it becomes a survival job. And at times we question, Lord, am I doing something right? Is it you that who brought me to this land? Or I just came on my own. We have challenges. We have questions. Or it may be the struggle that we go through in a new place. You know, settling down in a new place is not easy. We have challenges. We have difficulties. Someone cheated on us. We thought he is a faithful individual, faithful person. And we trusted on him. And he cheated on us. Abuse you children, troubled parents, depression, addiction, alcoholism, influence of the demonic oppression. There are so many things that we go through in our lives as we live on the face of this earth. Here we see Jesus getting into a mind-boggling issue in his ministry. I want you to just come with me. You know, we want to see how the Lord was handling it. Roughly in today's time, how much Jesus handled, even though he was the son of God, you know, that tells us that you and I are made to handle much more than that. You know, Jesus, even though he was the son of God, he was tempted and he was challenged by various situations in his life. And this morning, I want to bring this encouragement to you. If Jesus had handled it, how much more you and I are expected to handle when we live on the face of this earth. And God is telling us this morning, do not lose heart. Can you talk to your soul this morning? Do not lose heart. I want you to talk. Tell to yourself, do not lose heart. Can you just put your hands your knee, closer to your chest and tell, do not lose heart. Let's try to understand some of the struggles that Jesus is dealing with here. Jesus was rejected at Nazareth. I want you to read with me. Get the verses on the screen too. Mark chapter 6, verses 1 through 6. Mark chapter 6, verses 1 through 6. Then Jesus went out from there and came to his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? Can you imagine? They were just talking to him. Why did this man get all this stuff that he's talking about? You know, they were just astonished, not knowing what he's telling. Where did this man get all these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Verse 3, is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, Joseph, and Judas, and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. You know, they thought he's just an ordinary man. We know his dad, we know his father, you know, we know his brothers and we know his sisters. And what can he do for us? You know, that's what happens, you know, when we try to do sometimes things in your own family. Oh, they, they will tell you that, you know, I know, you know, I know what you are. I know what you are today. I know, I know how much we can expect from him, from, from you. You know, exactly the same tone Jesus could hear was for. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor 
except in his own country. Jesus is kind of acknowledging that among his own relatives and in his own house. Let's go up to verse 6, verse 5. Now he could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went about the villages in a circuit teaching. You know, Jesus could not perform many great miracles because of their unbelief. Amen. You know, most of the time when miracles took place, I want you to know this, miracles happen not because it was Jesus. You know, yes, certainly it was Jesus. But many times miracles took place because of their faith. Amen. Amen. When we have faith in God, you know, that's the time miracles take place. You know, many times we are taught wrong. If you go to this ministry, if you go to this preacher, if you call him, if you pray with him, you know, you will receive the miracle. But it's not that true. It's not according to the word of God. Miracles happen when we have total faith and total surrender to the word of God. Amen. And this morning, God wants to listen. God wants to listen from what he is talking to us. You know, I just want to analyze this little bit. Jesus was rejected in Nazareth. Was Jesus caused this issue? I don't think Jesus had anything to do with this. It's not his problem. Was it his problem? It's not his problem. Do you think that Jesus was in control at this moment? I don't think so. Jesus could not even perform any miracles there. I want you to see the reality of you know, what's going on there. What was the result? As we know, Jesus could not do many miracles there. And what was the kind of emotional experience that Jesus would have gone through at this moment? Rejection. Rejection. Have you experienced rejection ever in your life? Rejection. You know, many times we go through rejection because people don't like us for some reason. For some reason, they don't like us. So we go through rejection at that moment. You know, my Lord God went through the same rejection and what we are going through today in our lives, in different setup that we are living in today. Let's go further. The next news that Jesus was about to hear is the beheading of John the Baptist. Let's read Mark chapter 6, verses 27 to 29. We know the story, so I'm not going to read in detail, but except a few scriptures. Mark 6, 27, immediately the king heard sent an executioner and commanded his head to be brought. And he went and beheaded John the Baptist in prison, brought his head on a platter and gave it to the girl. And the girl gave it to her mother. Verse 29, when his disciples heard of it, they came and took away his corpse and laid it in a tomb. Jesus, after performing so many miracles, he came to Nazareth and he started preaching the word of God and no one was willing to hear. And Jesus could not perform any miracles there. And now he went further. And as he was ministering, the news came to his ears. His cousin, John the Baptist, was killed. Not just an ordinary death, he was just beheaded. And what it would be for a family member, for a relation or a friend, or a forerunner to go through such a situation and what would have been for our Lord? Was Jesus the problem there? I don't think Jesus was the problem there, not at all. 
Was Jesus was in control? Was he in control of the situation? I don't think he was in control. He didn't even know that John the Baptist was. Even though he was son of God, he was a hundred percentage man and woman like us. He did not know. And what was the result? John the Baptist died. John the Baptist died. The emotions that Jesus would have gone through. The loss, the death, and the pain. The pain that Jesus would have experienced within him. Challenges. And Jesus was moving further. Now Jesus thought, I need, can you just you know, leave me alone? You know, when we go through some difficult moments, you know, someone is coming to visit you. Maybe you are a pastor. You may tell pastor, can you just leave me alone? I need some time. I need some time. Dear friend, can you just leave me alone because I have gone through so much in my life. I don't have strength to say anything to you. I don't have face to put in front of you. Can you just please leave me alone? Exactly, that's what, that was the situation of Lord God. Let's again read from Mark chapter 6 verses 30 to 33. Mark chapter 6 verse 30. Then the apostles gathered to Jesus. They realized the emotional struggles that Jesus was going through at this moment and told him all things. Both what they had done and what they had taught. Verse 31. And he said to them, come aside by yourselves to your deserted place and rest a while. Come, let's take some rest. For there were many coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. Verse 32, so they departed to a deserted place in the boat by themselves. But the multitude saw them departing, and many knew him, and ran there on foot for, from all the cities. They arrived before them and came together to him. Can you imagine that? Jesus and his disciples wanted to go to a private place so that Jesus can rest for some time. And before he landed there, all the multitude, they knew that Jesus was moving in that direction, and they all came there, and they were just ready for, for Jesus to minister to them. And Jesus wanted some rest badly. Again, he could not rest. Again, it was not his problem. He was not in control. He did not say, even say that, come on, crowd, just get away. I need some time to rest. No, he did not say that even. He did not say that he had no control over the situation. And Bible says he was moved with compassion. And again, he started ministering to them. You know, that's how our Lord is. You know, today we say that one event is done, then we take rest for two weeks, right? We don't even get up from the bed. But Jesus, he was not even taking rest. He was just ministering because he knew that the time is limited. This morning we heard the time is limited today. The time is limited today. And God is encouraging us. God is asking us to do something for him. And Jesus moved with compassion for them and he began to preach in the midst of tiredness, in the midst of fatigue, in the midst of all the emotional struggles that he was going through, he went on preaching to the multitude. Let's go further. Mark chapter 5, 6 verses 35 to 38. Let me move further. Uh, you know, we know the story there. Jesus was feeding the 5,000 there. You remember the story? And Jesus started preaching and people just started pouring into that, you know, to hear the word of God. And even Jesus could not do anything there. They were not having enough food to feed the 5,000. 
And there was no, not enough, not sufficient food to feed the 5,000. And Jesus was wondering, what can we do? And the disciples came. You remember, listen to me. And disciples came and told Jesus. They gave a beautiful advice. And they gave a word of encouragement there. Do you know what is the word of encouragement? What was the word of encouragement there? Lord, if you know that you don't have food, you could have sent them earlier. Why are you keeping them here? Right? That was the word of encouragement. This place is so deserted place. It's already hour is too late. Why did you keep them here till now? <laughs> right? So Jesus has no control over there. But the result was a miracle. Amen? The result was a miracle. You know, that, that, that's the core of my message this morning. The result was a miracle there. Follow with me carefully. In the midst of tiredness. In the midst of fatigue. In the midst of you know, confusion and doubt, in all those troubles that he went through in his life at that moment, there was a miracle. Miracles do happen. Amen? Miracles do happen. Let's move further. He asked the disciples to go further. You cross the lake. You cross the river. You cross the ocean, sorry. And then, you know, see. And then I will follow. And Jesus thought, I can have some quiet time. In fact, Bible says, he went up to the mountain to pray. He went up to the mountain to pray. Let, let's read that, uh, those verses. Mark chapter 6, verses 47 and 48. Now when evening came, and when Jesus was praying, he was praying in the mountain. And now we read from Mark chapter 6, verse 47. Now when evening came, the boat was in the middle of the sea. And he was alone on the land. And all the disciples were inside the, inside the boat. In the sea. And Jesus was alone in the land. And now Jesus saw, in verse 48, Then he saw them straining and rowing, for the wind was against them. Now about the fourth watch of that night, he came to them, walking on the sea, and would have passed them by. You can imagine, Jesus thought, the entire night he can spend with his father. He went up to the mountain, but he could not. He could not. Challenges come one after the other and he could not spend time with his father because of the wind was so heavy and disciples were about to be drowned. You know, if Jesus would have delayed, I want you to know this, I want you to you know, understand this. If Jesus would have delayed, all the 12 disciples would have gone, died. You know, that's the truth. That's the truth. Don't expect a miracle there. Not at all. When Jesus is not there, there cannot be a miracle follow me listen to me when jesus is not there there cannot be a miracle all the disciples would have died that's the reason now jesus had to get up from where he was praying and he wanted to go and save the disciples and eventually wind ceased there was a miracle but there was an emotional struggle still jesus was carrying you know that's the life that we live on the face of this earth today one after the other challenges come on our way and this morning I want to understand this couple of truths before we close. Here are the truths concerning the troubles that you are going through in your life. And I believe this will speak to you this morning. Number one, today you are in a situation that is not caused by you. Amen? Can you read that with me? Today you are in a situation that is not caused by you at all. You know, many times we get into the trouble... And we think that the issue, the trouble was really caused by me. I was the problem and because of me, the problem took place. But this morning God is telling us, 
You are not the problem. You are not the cause of the problem. Jesus was not the cause of the problem. He did not even have control over the situation. He was not the cause of any of those problems. You and I are not the cause of the problem that we are dealing with today. It was not our mistake. It was not our mistake at all. I want you to turn back into your past. We were brought in the situation, into the situation by somebody else. We were brought in the situation because we trusted people at times and they cheated us. How many witnesses I can hear? Amen, amen, amen. It was not our problem. Not at all. We were brought into that situation and we trusted somebody and they cheated on us. And we agreed to get into the situation because we trusted those individuals. We know them. We knew them very well. And today we end up in blaming ourselves. Lord, it's because of me. All the trouble. But this morning God wants to take that factor out of your life so that he can work in our lives. God is telling us to stop blaming ourselves. You know, I want you to understand something. When you blame ourselves, God cannot do much in our lives because we get into a self-condemnation mode. And when we get into a self-condemnation mode, we are troubling ourselves, we are hurting ourselves, and God doesn't have anything to do with there in that situation. And God is telling us this morning, it is not your trouble, it's not your problem, because, but you are drawn into that situation. And the good news is, the past is gone. How many of us believe that the past is gone? Amen? The past is gone. And God is telling that he is going to do something new. And he wants us to forget those things. You know, that's what Paul is saying, that I have gone through so much in my life. But one thing I do, one thing I do, I forget the past. You know, God wants us to forget those past. When you say forget those past, that involves forgiving those individuals who are involved in that past. You know, forgetting may be easy at times, but forgiving them may not be easy. Pastor Warren the other morning mentioned, if you need to call somebody, just call somebody and say sorry. If you need to sit, come in good relationship with somebody within your family, let us do that so that God can do something in our lives. The situation that we are dealing with is not caused by us. I won't read a scripture this morning for you. Isaiah 43 verse 18. Can you read that together with me? Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Read that with me. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Amen? Now this morning God is telling us he will do great things in our lives. He is capable. He is able to do great things in your lives. And this morning if you are bothered about your past, what you went through in the life, in the past life, God is telling you this morning, just forget and forgive those individuals. You know, carrying that burden in our hearts is not going to help us. God wants us to let those things go. Let the burden go so that we can do something for God. You know, God wants to, wants, wants to use all of us in this kingdom. And the way we can be used is only when we become light in the hands of God. Pliable in the hands of God. Vulnerable in the hands of God. Then only God can use us. So number one, today you are in the situation that's not caused by you. Number two, you don't have any control over the challenges. Can you read that with me? You don't have any control 
over the challenges. You know, at times we think that if I would have get a grip on that situation, you know, probably I would have handled it. But what is the truth? You don't have a grip at all. You don't have a grip at all in that situation. It is not you. It is, it is somebody or it is your God. You know, many things don't happen the way we want them to happen. We don't have the freedom, especially, you know, when we come to this country. No, I just thought I'd, I need to talk to you in context. When we come to this nation, everything is new. The medical system is new. We are not familiar with the legal system is not familiar to us. There are financial limitations. You know, there are many other things they don't allow us to have control over our situation. We lose control. You know, sometimes we feel that we don't know what, what's going on in my life. I don't know anything. Every day, day starts and day ends. I don't know. You know, some of us get into a situation of working and day and night, and we don't know what is happening in my life. My life was not like this, but when I moved to this nation, I just totally lost control over my life. You know, I was speaking to a couple of individuals, those who are going through separation. At least one lady, she was telling me, she filed the case for two, one year, two years, two years, and waiting for the legal settlement to happen. But it is not happening. I don't know why. I ran behind many lawyers, but now I gave up because I don't have any control over the situation. I don't know. You know, I hear from many, many, many of us, those who are waiting for our immigration papers to be settled, for our green card or our permanent residency approval. People who came along with us, you know, they just went ahead of us already. At least I know a couple of families in the United States, you know, they are just waiting for a green card for, for years after year. People who came along with them, they just move forward, but they don't know what is going on in their lives. Things are held up. And they say that, I don't have any control. You know, that's the reality. We don't have much control over our lives. And we want to take control over our situation. No one wants to lose control because, you know, it is difficult to get that control back. We want to keep things under our control. But this morning, when we look at our Savior, the way he went through in his life, one thing that he tells us is, at times you lose control over your situation. It is possible. Amen? It is possible. Number three, we need to remember, we are not the only one who is fighting this battle. We are not the only one. You know, today we need to understand, if today we are fighting this battle, listen to me, there are people already gone ahead of us. They have gone through the battle too. And they came as victorious. Amen. You know, when you turn around and see a couple of people, those who are blessed by the Lord, you know, they have gone through. They were once in that same situation that you are in today. And, you know, they came out of it successfully. You know, many times we get into this self-pity mode. Many times we pity over ourselves. It's only me. Only I'm going through this trouble. It's all happening only to me, but it's not only to you. It's happening to a couple of people too. Amen? Amen? And sometimes we say that I am so unfortunate. We are like Job, you know, it would have been better if I would not have been born in this world. We say all these things and, you know, even we start cursing the days of our birth. All this will happen. And eventually we doubt God. We doubt God. I want you to listen to this. A frog inside a well says that it is only myself. I'm talking about a frog inside the well. It says that only, it's only myself who is stuck in this well. 
because it doesn't know that there are many such wells. It thinks that, you know, just only myself, I'm stuck in this situation. And God is telling this morning, there are people who have gone ahead of us. You know, Varindya was, Pastor Varindya was talking about martyrdom. You know, there are many people who have already gone ahead of us as martyrs. If God can help them, if God can take them through the situation, he can do it for us. I remember a story, one child, it's not part of my sermon, so one child at some morning, you know, as Arindya was training, is training, you know, her son, he was training her daughter to be a missionary one day. And part of that missionary training, obviously he has to teach about martyrdom. And when he was teaching to this little girl, one day you may have to die for the Lord. And that girl said, I can't do it. I can't even think of it. It's very difficult. How can I die? Dad, what are you telling me? And dad gave one beautiful example, simple example. Assume that you are going for a picnic from your school. And you need certain amount of money. What do you think? When do I give money to you? I'll give you one month in advance. Yes? I give you the money in your hand just the day before you leave for your picnic. In the same way, when you are in that situation, God will give you grace. God will give you strength. Don't worry about now. Don't worry about that now. God is a God because there are people who are already gone ahead of us. Now, I want you to listen to this fact this morning. Understand this morning, fact this morning. God wants us to look around. And when we look around, we see the suffering of people. You know, today we are so blessed. Today we are so blessed. At least we have good health. At least we have strength. We have ability to do, you know, to work. We are so blessed as a family. But when we look around, there are many people around us. They don't have even what we have. You know, we need to thank God. That's the reason we sang, give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to God. We need to understand that everyone has their own struggle. You know, today when we turn somebody and look at somebody and we say that, you know, he is very beautifully dressed, he is on time, you know, he is, he is having a good life, everything is going well, he has enough money, that's how we think, but it's not so, it's not so. Everyone has their own trouble. Everyone has his or her own trouble, her own difficulties in this world. But we need to understand this morning. I want to read the scriptures, you know, before we go further. Ecclesiastes chapter, chapter 1 verse 3. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 3. What profit, can you read that with me? What profit has a man from all his labor in which he toils under the sun? And another scripture, Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verse 22. For what has man for all his labor and for the striving of his heart with which he has toiled under the sun? For all his days are sorrowful and his work burdensome. Even in the night his heart takes no rest. This also is vanity. And this morning, we are talking about some of the challenges that we go through in our lives. Finally, number four, miracles do happen in the middle of troubles. Amen? Can you say that with me? Miracles do happen in the middle of of troubles when Jesus was ministering there are many times you know he was hit with challenges of rejection and death and loss and emotional struggles tiredness and bore uh, and fatigue and you know many other issues he was dealing with but in the midst of all when there were 5,000 people they were just ready waiting to be fed what happened there was a miracle when the disciples said they were about to be drowned in the sea what happened there there was a 
miracle now i want you to read this scripture because this this chapter ends with a beautiful note it started with saying that Jesus was rejected, but the end of it is very amazing. You know, when the boat was about to be drowned, I want you to imagine this. Jesus appeared there and the Bible says he calmed the wind. There was a huge miracle, this great miracle that took place. So miracles, we can conclude that miracles do happen in the midst of trouble, in the midst of storm. And yes, you know, there are roses. They grow among the thorns. The roses, they blossom among the thorns. There are troubles around us, but in the middle of it, God has given us a beautiful life. I want you to imagine that. I want you to accept that fact. There are troubles around us, but God has given us a beautiful life. There is nothing can substitute that life. There is nobody can take that life out of you before the time of God comes in your life. It's such an amazing life that God has given us. You know, Bible, this is what I could put together. Bible doesn't guarantee you a trouble-free life. I want you to read that with me. Bible doesn't guarantee you a trouble-free life, but it guarantees supernatural miracles in the midst of your troubles. Amen? 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 Amen. This is, this is reality. This is what is Christianity. This is what is gospel. You know, we are not talking about prosperity gospel. We are not talking about if you do this, this will happen. But we are telling that Bible doesn't guarantee you trouble-free life. Bible guarantees you trouble, troubled life. But it guarantees supernatural miracles in the midst of your troubles. Amen? We won't read verse 53 to 56 before we close. Verses 53. Jesus. Let's find out where Jesus is now. Verse 53. When they had crossed over, they crossed the sea of Galilee and they came to the land of Gennesaret and anchored there. Verse 54. Listen to this. Now this is a beautiful, amazing note. 54 and when they came out of the boat immediately the people recognized him ran through that whole surrounding region and began to carry about on beds those who were sick to wherever they heard he was wherever he entered into villages cities or the country they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might just touch the hem of his garment and as many as can you read that with me and as many as touched him were made well miracles do happen in the midst of troubles you know this morning god is telling us you know we may be going through trouble one after the other we may not we may not have a peaceful day where we can go to bed with peace in my in our mind you know always we are filled with confusion and doubt and question but god is telling us this morning miracles do happen in the midst of your trouble God knows your wandering. God knows your hard work. God knows our disappointments. God knows our sorrow and the trouble that we are living in with. But miracles do happen. Miracles do happen. I want you to not to lose hope. I want you to put your trust in God because God is about to do something. Shall we read Isaiah chapter 60 verse 20 as we close? Isaiah chapter 60 verse 20. Can you read together? Your sun shall no longer go down, nor shall your moon withdraw itself. For the Lord will be your everlasting light and the days of your morning shall be ended can you say any amen to it amen shall we all arise this morning shall we all stand hallelujah